welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 436. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me, back together again, back home in a blistering Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City, after a week in the beautiful yet a little boring maybe at times, not a lot of stuff to do, but uh, but a, a beautiful nonetheless Salt Lake City, Utah after USC 291. Coke Coffee, have you recovered from the pay-per-view fight week? Have you, have you gotten back used to being home again and got back into the swing of things? I did. Boy, That the flight back, though, got me. Um, so me and Morgan both took a very first flight out, uh, Southwest, 6 a.m., yeah. which pretty much meant stay up. So the whole next day, uh, I was out of it. Yep. Like I think I fell I fell asleep on the plane for a minute. It's funny. So we thought we were going to have an empty seat, but even though they kept saying it's a full seat, dudes taking their damn time to get on the plane. And of course, one of the biggest guys left sits in between <laughs> us. But what was funny is because I woke up on the plane and all three of us were just like apparently just conked out and we're sleeping in our in our in our seats or whatever. Oh, the dude between but us too. The dude between us. That's yeah. funny. So uh, get back here. Tried to. I fell asleep for like an hour, even though I was trying not to, because I was trying to get my clock back onto the normal time. Because if I would have just slept as soon as we got back, it would have been my sleep for the night would have been screwed. So that whole day was trying to just sort of stay up until the evening. Oh, but that just kind of made the next day worse as well, you know. So it took me like two days to kind of get it back uh, to normal from in a sense, yeah. pretty much staying up twenty four hours, but. Um, also hanging out with you guys in Salt Lake City. I drank a lot more than I drank <laughs> in the past, uh, I don't know, six months, eight months, a year, the past year or whatever. We are terrible um, influences on you. Yes. I literally felt like I gained weight and my liver was hating me. I feel like I'm still in the process of detoxing uh, from that trip. Um, I did get out this morning and got a nice little walk. It is, even though you said it was blazing or, or whatever, it's the, the temperature is much nicer today because we had some rain yeah, yeah. come in the area. So like I got out this morning and it was actually felt pretty good. I think it was still, uh, maybe in the eighties when I got out there this morning, it looks like it's starting to warm up again right now, but, um, no, I'm glad to be back. Um, glad to be, uh, not in the same room with you guys forcing me to drink alcohol. <laughs> Because uh, yeah, it was good though. It was good though. There were some good. There were some good drinks, and uh, we found some met some good people down there. We it was, did. Salt Lake City was good. It was, yeah. it was good, good times. But boy, uh, yeah, I need to get back on the. Uh, which is it when you're not drinking? Back on the wagon or off the wagon? Oh, off the wagon. I think you're, you're on the wagon. Or? I think you're. You know, fortunately, I've never been around a wagon, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you're on the wagon uh, when yeah. you're not drinking, and you're off the wagon. When you're not drinking. When okay. you're drinking. Well, even though I do have a friend, uh, she got a long layover, so I picked her up from the airport. She's actually in the room, or uh, I think she's taking a nap or whatever. Uh, we'll probably go out for a beer before I drop her back off at the airport. But that's ah, uh, uh-huh, not. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not. Um, go crazy at area 51 in salt lake city crazy <laughs> that, but, place, um, that place is great man just the right amount of sketch there man it's a it's it's plenty the, amount of sketch there it, plenty amount of it, sketch there. <laughs> I, I will shout out to the great jose youngs for turning us on to area 51 in salt lake city it is a a unique place and uh, i think no trip there is complete without at least one rambunctious night at area 51 uh we we even got a we got a little karaoke in there, man. We did. There's a whole room for it. I'm yeah. like, what else do they use that room for? I think it's a whole karaoke room. I did say there's a pool table in the back, but yeah, we got some songs in. Our Canadian friends got some songs in. Uh, some UFC staffers got in. I think I forget what her name. One of the girls. I think she's on the ESPN team. Got a song in. Um, yeah, it got a little got a little wild until they realized that uh, they're not as fun as us, and then the other UFC people left <laughs> because they're not quite as fun as us. <laughs> 
Uh, it got to be a little too much for them. You know, they start seeing us sing, then they feel jealous because they can't sing like us, but and it, then they want to leave. And they it's can't funny. dance like us. It's funny because people are probably saying, wait, 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 I thought you said this place was sketchy, and now you're talking about karaoke. But it's weird. Like, there's one room where it's karaoke, and we were singing some songs, and there were some there were some performers in there, man, of, of all kinds. There were some performers in there. But then yep, you walk yep. out of that room, and immediately you walk into, like, Euro East golf. Berlin. Yeah, exactly. It's like East Berlin golf bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so it's the weirdest place ever, man. It's pretty awesome. It's yeah. it's pretty intense. It's pretty I intense. I love it. We had a yeah, good, we had the a bar good upstairs. Yep. And then remember I was just like trying to explore and then somehow almost transported myself into the 18 only bar part where there's a dance yeah. floor because they're like, No, you can't take your alcohol. And I didn't know what I thought they were just I didn't get it at first when she was trying to explain the no alcohol part. I was like, what are you talking about? And then they were saying, oh, it's an 18 bar or whatever. Yeah, that can't be it's good. Unique. Why, why do they no. have? Why do they have? Uh, you've got all these different sketchy bars, and then oh, by the way, your 18 to 21 year old freaks hang out over here. <laughs> yeah, I guess gives them something to aspire to for the next few. <laughs> In three years, you guys can go on that side. Oh my god! Just keep god. coming back. Good times. Three years. Good times. Yeah. Well, listen, I, was uh, it was a fun time. We did have fun. USC 291 was a great event. Obviously, we talked about it, wrapped it all up on the and a half episode. Uh, I did want to share that I have come back, and I wish you would have gone. I know you were busy. You had other stuff going on. I have come back as a as a damn cheerleader for this Cosm experience thing, man. Uh, I, I posted a little bit of video that they sent me. I'm sure everybody's seen a little bit of media um, talking about this experience they had where we went and saw – this, this up-and-coming company, it's called Cosm. It's based in Salt Lake City. It's a unique company history. They actually started out making, like, planetariums or whatever. I mean, it's like an 80-year-old company, and they've just kind of evolved into this. And this is this thing where you're seeing uh, that's going to be presenting UFC events and other live events as well. You know, they've already partnered with the NBA as well. They've already partnered with Cirque du Soleil. Uh, and they're going to be showing events in this the 8K, I believe they called it shared reality is what they kind of label it, where it's just this huge like 85-foot LED dome. And, and it just, man, the, the best thing I can say about this thing is it literally, it, when, they, when they turn the thing on, man, I felt like I feel when I'm sitting cage side at the UFC. Like I got those same emotions. Like it feels that realistic. Um, but what I think is really cool about this is it's not just the tech that they have. Is that they've fleshed out the concept into th- it's going to be like a sick ass bar around it. Like they showed like the the layout of what the first venue is going to look like. The first one's going to be in Los Angeles early next year. The second one's going to be in Dallas summer of next year. And then they're already mapping out locations like three through ten. Um, but I'm just I'm just here to be a cheerleader for this company, man. I, I want to go experience these things. But they, like I said, they've got the venues for that. So they'll, they'll be like, like it's really cool bar areas, and they're, they're talking about you know they're gonna have top notch food and stuff to go along with it, and service well, that, that they bring good. right to your seat. Bar stuff. I mean, but yeah. besides that though, I mean, like, doesn't it just sound like it's just a super high quality? Movie theater, a hundred percent to a degree. Now they do want to make it be known that like they're not going to be showing like first run movies or whatever. Their idea right. is, you know, to to fill it up with like events and they'll have different day parts. And so you know, one night of the week you've got on the NFL game, and the next week I mean, they haven't partnered with the NFL yet, but that would be the idea, right? Is that you're selling tickets every single day and you're filling it up every single thing and it is it, and it's and it's so weird because and this is what all of us because you're seen. not wearing goggles you're not wearing anything that's virtual you're, you're sitting in a room just staring at the screen that sort of wraps around a good bit a hundred percent but it, it's and it's uh the other thing that they and they show i mean they talked about the tech. that's why i think you would have liked it because you get the tech a lot more but the other thing they talked about was the brightness of it so that like 
you can have all the lights on, and I guess because they're, the brightness is so much, and I don't know what makes it that way. Again, I'm not a big tech guy, but, like, you can have yeah. all the lights on in the room, so you can be hanging out. So it doesn't have to be like a theater where you have it dark. Like, you can have the lights on, and it still looks like you're in the flesh, and it's so hyper-realistic. Like, as you're sitting there, you can see, like, people walking around in the arena. Like, you can make out, like, all the people. I mean, everything in there is so detailed. Like, you can yeah. make out every part of it. And I saw a lot of people say, oh, well, they already do that with VR. And I have experienced it with VR, but it's just not the same. Like, you got the, like you said, you got the goggles on. And, you know, it, you, you can feel it a little bit. But this, it's just something about the way the perspective of it is, man. It's it's super cool. I'm just telling you right now, if, if you happen to be in L.A., if you happen to be in Dallas, if you happen to be wherever one of these things ends up getting built, I'm just saying – Give it a shot, man. Like, I, I thought it was one of the coolest things. And I was very prepared to be underwhelmed and just be like, yeah, so what? I, I mean, I read the release when they partnered with them, and I was like, I kind of thought like you. Like, oh, cool. So it's just like a big movie theater. But I don't know. You go there, and it's just got a different feel to it, man. So uh, so I'm coming yeah. back as I a mean, imagine that. I imagine the same thing in the sphere. People think, think the same thing with the sphere. It's like, you know, it'll be an experience once you see it. But when you get boiled down to it, it's just a crazy, super immersive screen. But they're there. They're going to actually uh, play with the environment, I think, as well. Yeah. Whether it be like fog and wind and stuff like that, that can kind of go with it as well. Let me tell you, man. I, I had so I was so blown away by Cosm that I came home that night and bought tickets to the Sphere. You know, I'd been talking about like maybe yeah. I wasn't going to buy it, maybe I wasn't going to do yeah. it or whatever. So I went ahead Some and I pulled the trigger on. It. So I will be there. I think October seventh is opening night at the Sphere, at least for uh, the, the non-U2 stuff. Like, U2 starts before that. This thing, it's, again, I don't want to just call it a movie because, as you said, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's an experience. Well, I know you're talking about that the, the UFC tried shooting, you know, to give it a little, I guess, the tech up. You were saying that the UFC shot with 4K, and they were like, this doesn't look, this doesn't look good enough. It looked like, like standard definition. So they were shooting in 8K, which 8K is... It's incredibly uh, defined and it's crazy and you can really push into stuff. So I can see where even just looking at an AK image blown up really, really big. It's going to be so just amazing to be able to look into things. Yeah. I just pulled up the sphere. The sphere is 16K. Oh. <laughs> like 16K. Like it's going to be fucking ridiculous. But uh, the screen is not – it doesn't – I don't think – the screen's not physically as close as what it is in these uh, – this Cosm, am I saying it right? Yep, yep. Cosm rooms, so that'll give you much more of an immersive because you're so close. But so even though there's a difference of like say the resolution, say if one is doing an AK and the other one's doing 16 or whatever, that difference of the size and the the space from where you are to the screen. But the screen at the sphere is gonna be, is so massive. I think I imagine you're gonna be probably even more blown away by the sphere. But the sphere is oh, like I'm a sure. billion, two billion, whatever <laughs> yeah, crazy two, two billion, hundred billion or whatever, two billion dollar, some menu. stupid ridiculous amount. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's so crazy the technology that's out there, and it's so funny. I remember when we were happy to start shooting HD, and then there was the 4K, and they're like, oh well, well TVs and things. Will we ever really adopt it? Now they already got stuff going. It's like they're skipping crazy. going to 8K and all this other crazy shit. But no, that's it's very very cool. Um, anytime they're you know uh, stepping the bounds up and stuff, it's just crazy, and it just makes everything old just that much more ridiculous when you see stuff. You know, I, it's funny. Let's see if you know what this is, and this gonna be this makes perfect sense for a, a podcast where it's only audio. <laughs> Do you know what do you know what this is? Oh, my man's pulling out a VHS Wait. tape and holding it up a VHS. Why? Can you hear that? First Can you all, hear it sliding out of the sleeve? I don't know. Most most kids these days why, have no idea that. Why sound. do you have a VHS tape handy? By the way, you didn't even have to get no, up and go get I was, that. 
so I was digitized. Yeah, it's, it's within feet, <laughs> within feet for me. So I've been digitizing or scanning a bunch of uh, photos that I found because um, I was trying to find a picture of a friend. A friend passed away uh, some years back, and his wife reached out on Facebook and was like, hey, if anybody has selfies or whatever, blah, 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 share them with me. And I was like, dude, I don't have any selfies because we didn't do selfies then. Right. We did like, so like film videos, <laughs> actually so film photos. And so I knew I had a photo of the head shop that we used to work at. So I was digging through all these things. And I found the photo. And then I found all these photos from my old days playing in bands back in the day. I was like, I've never scanned these. And now it's like we broached the 20, like it's been 20 some years, you know, wow. since these days. So it was like, I should scan some of these and share on Facebook and, you know, kind of give everybody a chance to kind of relive these moments. So in the process of doing that, I found some VHS tapes and I wanted this one here. If I can get it digitized, uh, it says anti-harassment prevention. It's everybody's responsibility. <laughs> when I was in school for theater, so I actually acted out some of these roles no for this anti-harassment. One, I was like a principal. Another one, I was like just somebody like doing whatever. Dude, it is so ridiculously oh. bad. But I'm going to digitize these and probably put them on like uh, – Insta or Facebook oh, or whatever. This I mean, is that's from 2004. That's definitely going straight to patreon.com slash the anime road show. There's no question. Our friends <laughs> over idea. at I mean, Patreon. Because it's, it's, it's pain. It's going to be painful and, and so embarrassing. But but that's why. So I actually have a uh, – it's funny. I would pull out this – I have a VCR sitting on a chair here with a little – so I have to buy like a little adapter that allows you to connect to computer and digitize it. Because um, if people don't know, like VHS tapes and like even with the other stuff, the 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 – film itself can start degrading so right. at some point if you don't digitize it at some point your your film becomes almost like usable unusable so these vhs tapes don't have a shelf life forever so i was just like oh why not uh and you're doing it yourself because i know there's a lot of companies yeah. that like you send it to or whatever and you pay them to do it yeah you can i found like easy enough like the little adapter on amazon that uh can just acts as an interface because that's all it needs really because you have the cables that come out of the vcr that plug into this little adapter and the adapter has like a usb port that just plugs into your thing and then you just record it in and then it just sees it like as an interface as like a, a media source then if you have something that can record the video it's all you have to record it in well, that's good to know because i'm sure a lot of people probably think it's a bigger undertaking or they don't want to pay to do it or yeah. whatever you know what i mean but you're 100 yeah, you definitely right. can buy the gear it's a, it's a small investment but it's not a big investment by any means but it's definitely doable yeah if you have stuff that you can do it but that's yeah funny. so i think you'll get a kick and this one i <laughs> this one actually acted in a play here this, the, the most lamentable comedy and the most cruel death of Pyramus and Thisbe. It's kind of a play off of, um, fuck, which one? It was one of Shakespeare's plays or whatever, but oh. yeah, I played in that one. That was pretty fucking Oh, I'm excited off. to see the cold coffee <laughs> acting compilation, man. I mean, that, that is fantastic. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, it was a much skinnier, younger version of myself. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, listen, uh, I must say, uh, I guess congratulations are in order to you and your crew over there at uh, the fine establishment, MMA Junkie, once again nominated for a World MMA Award. Uh, Thank you. Congratulations to the crew. And congrats on your nod as well. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Just, you know, once, once again, once again. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, I won the first one. They can't take that away from me. I still got the trophy, baby. I won the first there one. You go. They can't take them away from me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but congrats also to uh, the great Noli King for his first uh, yes. nomination. I thought that was cool to see, man. He put in a lot of good work this past year. Well, you know, and it's funny because there's there's a lot of media guys uh, 
that have been grinding that maybe are, I wouldn't even say newer because now Nolan's been doing it for quite a little while, but um, have been steadily doing it. But it's it's tough because they only have so many slots. They usually get a nod. Ariel's been getting a nod. And then there's like two other slots, right? There's only like four. Do they do only four people or something like that? Five. 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 So, I mean, it, uh, it's tough to get that nod. But, I mean, like Nolan's been doing work uh, at this level for so hot. I mean, he should have been worthy to be nominated for years. Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that he finally got the, uh, you know, the nod finally. I mean, dude does great work. And this year he's been doing a lot of really, really cool stuff. I mean, especially dealing with a lot of the, the Kane Velasquez trial and yeah. a bunch of other, um, stuff that's just, um, not the funnest work to do. Um, but you know, somebody has got to be doing it and uh, I'm glad he got a, a nod, but you know, there's a ton of journalists out there that are doing, absolutely. you know, some very, very important work that never get the accolades of, of something like this. And, you know, and I, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the team, you know, to get nominated, you know, I'll, to me, I mean, like there's a lot of guys that never get the, the notice because in my eyes, it, this is still like a big giant popularity contest. And there's a lot of guys out there that aren't as close to the guys that are making the nominations to ever get their names in the hat for this sort of thing, you know? Right. So hopefully, you know, if any of those guys listen to this, you know, and they're ever, you know, if they're looking at the guys that make these, nom- get these nominations every year and you think that you're maybe not at that level, don't, don't let this discourage you because at the end of the day, it's a giant fucking popularity contest and you just <laughs> don't know the people, you know? So like, keep grinding, keep doing your shit. But I'm happy when a nice guy like Nolan, who's been doing, doing the work, um, get the nod. I'm happy for him because I know this means something to him. Yeah. Just like I'm happy for you. I know this is something that you like as much as I'll bitch and moan about it being a whack-ass popularity contest. I understand that some people value it and what it means. I, for one, just tend to focus on the the bullshit side of it, which is it's a boys club. You know, it's those who know people get the nods and stuff like that. Am I happy to see Junkie in there? Would I be sad if they weren't in there? Yeah, sure, of course. But, um, you know, there's definitely some outlets and some other people that are doing really great work that never get their names in there. But no, you, uh, I'm you happy for the people point. that do it. I, I mean, listen, you're right. I, I do. I mean, the the obviously I go in every year knowing that unfortunately I'm not going to be able to win the prize. Uh, it did get there first, yeah. one, but it does mean a lot to me to be nominated. I, I really do like and. I'll just say every year. I actually just really enjoy going to the ceremony, man. It's you see everybody that we what part? What part do you enjoy? Okay, hold what, on. What, what's what, what's the, your favorite the, part? The open bar is a very fine. I told I told you last week. If you want John Morgan to go somewhere, just make sure there's complimentary beverages, and this I will be there. I will be there. However. The other part that I like too is, you know, it's it's everybody that we work with and we work around and like, but everybody's all dressed up, you know, and got their suits. It's the on one time of the year you will on. put slacks on it or is, pants on. It is the one time of the year that if, if it's not a broadcasting gig that I will put or pants broadcast. On. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I will take that back because I saw you wearing a suit the other day and I, I forgot. I'm always like, what event is it that makes him put the damn suit on? Because you do so many of these things. I know there's one event where you guys are in sweats and tights or whatever that's the grappling one <laughs> sweats right and tights. Sweats <laughs> and tights. there is when we do the grappling show when we do fury grappling and those i do wear shorts the pajamas and, and, sweats and, tights. and yeah, pajamas yeah. are rolling in pajamas and flip-flops and we just call it from bed no oh we just we do it more casual because it's grappling so we do, we do a little bit yeah. more casual approach but uh but yeah anyway i i do i do enjoy it so you're right i, I mean it look it's it's a popularity contest. You're right. I mean, it's fan vote, so it's always you know. I mean, Dana White has won leading man every single year <laughs> since it's been invented. Like the UFC gets promotion of the year every single year. So that part of it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. I would have you, but it the is. The coaches and the trainers always gets is kind of a fun one because that yeah. one I like because then I feel like okay, there's some you know 
like that there's some real debate on some of that sort of particular ones when yep. it comes to like the the trainers coaches gym and then like obviously like uh, fight of the year knockout of the year submission fight of the year, year. like yeah, those yeah, are yeah, th- yeah, yeah. those are cool as well because obviously those are changing all the time um and, and listen i know the folks behind the scenes are trying to figure out a way to change things up a little bit but i, I think for all the negatives that you presented, you really did make a great point about the people that maybe because I didn't. For instance, Mark Raimondi, uh, this was his first year, which I didn't realize. Like, how has Mark Raimondi never is been nominated? Really? Yeah, I saw him post that, yeah, and that's I was surprising. like, "How is this his first year that he's ever been nominated?" I am shocked by that. Um, I know Aaron Bronstetter was nominated again, but he's been kind of a new name, and within I think last year yeah. was maybe the first year he was nominated. So <coughs> it is cool to see some different people get recognition. Um, again, it does mean a lot to me to be in there. I know, so I'd hate to have to give my spot, but it, it, sometimes I do. Like it, 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 it is it nice. It might happen, it's, hey, especially it might happen. if all you're doing is commentary. I know, I know, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the direction things are shifting. So maybe it, uh, maybe maybe I'm not on that list anymore. So I value yeah. this list. Uh, very much so. Maybe this will be one of my final years of nomination. Could but, be. But has anybody ever called him LeBron Stetter? Am I making that up? If I call him LeBron Stetter, no, that's that's. I think that would. Be I might new. call him LeBron for short, but I'm thinking about next time I see him, I'm, I'm gonna call him LeBron Stetter. LeBron Stetter. <laughs> like because I, like I, I somebody the other day was like, "Congrats, Bron," and I was like, "Why have I never ever put?" this together in my mind that's great where i haven't called him like lebron or lebron stetter <laughs> that is amazing uh all right listen, we got a lot of mma to talk about a lot to get to i did want to share one thing and i talked about this a little bit on the and a half episode uh over at patreon.com slash the mma roadshow um but my understanding a lot has been made and a lot is still being made of this uh stephen wonderboy thompson withdrawal from last week's event and kind of where the ufc stands on the financial side of it. Now, here's the interesting part is the UFC is never going to come out and say anything. And in some ways, I do applaud that. In other ways, I don't. Um, I, I, you know, I, Sometimes I wish, because I think uh, you don't get to see the full picture. I know a lot of people have kind of made it sound like the UFC just told you know, Wonder Boy to kick rocks because he basically decided he didn't want to take the fight versus his opponent not being uh, eligible to compete. Um, that is not the case. Uh, there is going to be some money that changes hands. Uh, there will be some compensation. Uh, Steven Thompson will be booked again. And, and I spoke with multiple people with knowledge of it behind the scenes. Just none of them could go on record. Um, but a big part of it was Dana White was on vacation, so he wasn't there. And he's got to be part of the negotiations, and they're going to get this thing settled. But the UFC does intend to compensate Steven Thompson to some degree. Now, his show money is... You know, a lot of people say, well, if you make weight, you should get your show money. Well, his show money is, you know, it's, it's over 200 grand. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's not like a small yeah. amount of money to just, you know, write out. And there's the added fact of he elected not to compete, not that his opponent could not compete. Now, I completely support his decision not to compete. You know, he laid it out perfectly. Look, he knows the window that he's got at the elite level is, is narrowing down a little bit. Um, he knows that one slip-up could really ruin his opportunity to take a, a championship fight. Um, and he did it before, and it didn't pay off, right? He lost a split decision to Darren Till um, when he fought an opponent that was overweight. So for all those reasons, I Who? Come, yeah, Darren Till? <laughs> oh, that fight. <laughs> that guy. Remember that guy? Oh, man. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? <laughs> now you know. Now I remember. Um, and so I could, for that reason, I completely understand. But, you know, then you do have to understand, if you make that decision not to compete, the UFC then has that 
uh, I guess, decision to make into how to compensate you. And they are going to compensate you. Like, the UFC is never going to let you lose money on your training camp or, you know, not be able to pay your bills because you expect – I mean, they're going to make sure that you get a reasonable amount of money. It's just they're not going to give you your full show money. And I think as you well, – <laughs> Maybe, depending on who it is. In this this situation. In this situation, situation, I see that as being the case. Uh, So I I would, um, I just, yeah. And and I think you have to, so the contracts, the way they're written, I think a lot of people don't realize that. And and I've said this before, that I do think there should be some language in the the contracts from the athletic commissions that kind of uh, guarantees athletes some form of compensation. Maybe not their full compensation, but some form of compensation. Because there is, listen... I think for the way that I would like to see it written is, look, if I show up and I make weight and my opponent falls ill and can't compete, at that point, I think I get my full show money. I did absolutely nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I have made weight. I have done my job. I should get my show money. Now, if it's a situation where I show up, I make weight, my opponent misses weight, and I decide I don't want to compete – now, see, that, it's a dangerous precedent because if you said, well, then you should be guaranteed your money, then literally every time somebody missed weight, there would be no incentive whatsoever except for the win bonus to, to take the fight. And so then I think you'd see a lot more people walking yeah. away from fights. And I think the UFC, the athletic commissions, they don't want to incentivize you walking away from the fight. But that said, there should be, I think, some some guaranteed, whether it be 50% of your show money or, I mean, even – yeah, I think maybe fifty percent. I don't know what I don't know what the right number would be, but if, if my opponent misses weight and I elect to walk away from the fight, there should be some guarantee. That way, it doesn't even need to be a negotiation. Like, why why do I need to go at that point? You know, and, and now now we got to go into a room together. And if we just had this all lined out ahead of time, at least it, it would just be done. And the opponent keeps their money. The opponent doesn't have to pay anything. Like you just you're just getting your fifty percent, and that's it. And you walk away from the moment. Yeah. I think so. I did, you know, you know, and because the commission, I, I think, well, no, because the commission, we, you, you kind of figured because commission makes their percentage off of what the the fighters getting paid. Like it's in the commission's benefit for the fight to actually happen or something take place. Because right. if the fight doesn't take place, they get bumped. They don't get anything. Yep. Correct. Correct. That is correct. So, in- so I mean, it just makes it. I I was just gonna say, well, like when I heard they didn't get paid anything, the immediate thing, the first thing I thought, um, and I didn't rage about it or anything like that and i know a lot of people immediately got really fired up my initial thought was just like if when we've seen something like that happen before it's because there was an immediate rebooking right you know so like if we hear stephen thompson on a card in like a month or even less maybe a couple weeks you know i know granted that's tough to to make that cut and then ask him to repeatedly do it that's why maybe maybe a month would be good but maybe less than a month and then they can give him some particular portion so that's always what i thought was like the caveat of like the amount of money that they're willing to give you. Like, we'll give you some of the show money, but we're going to rebook you back up there. And then that you're getting your full fight. That full fight counts that, that next they they give you a little bit of money, but it doesn't count towards that fight of your contract because they rebook you. So in a sense, it's like extra money just to get you to that next fight, which is going to happen hopefully soon. So I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that there's an immediate rebooking, whether it be in the next couple of events that they can kind of smash them on. And that's what I initially thought when I heard that he didn't get anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, you raise a good point. I like the I like the fifty percent or like something. You know, you've done your part. If you're if you're making weight and you're there and you're ready to go and it's completely out of your hands, um, in a sense of where like 
you sign a contract, just like Dana and the UFC all says, hey, we sign a contract when it comes to their money. Everything's laid out. It's laid out in the contract. There, there should be no ill will towards these fighters when a contract, when the details aren't met, when your opponent doesn't meet that other line, you don't have to fight. But it would be nice as a gesture if you've done your part to get something back. So I like the 50%. I mean, even if there's, you know, maybe if it's 50% and, hey, we'll, we'll call you and try to get you booked here soon. Right. Or, hey, man, can you take like 25% and you're going to get, you're guaranteed to get booked in within like two weeks or something. If they could put some sort of thing where you know you're going to get your money, your, your ability to make that money. Because, you know, part of that money, even if you're getting something, then you got to do what you're going to now you got to slice off a little bit less for your coaches and your managers and your training partners and everything else. It, when you're not getting your full purse, that's going to hurt. You know, the, I know these guys ultimately just want to get in there and fight again and get a chance to make their full check. Um, but it's good that they at least give something. But I think yeah. if they give them that immediate rebooking and a little something goes a long way. So I'm I'm under the impression that we're going to find out that he's booked very, very soon. Yep for something really, really quickly, even within, I, I'd have to pull up the, to see what events, but I would think it could happen within the next, within the, a month. Yeah. I would imagine. I think they'll get them, they'll I, get them booked quickly. They'll definitely move to do that in, in a situation like this. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess I just want to lay out there. I'm not trying to by any stretch say, Hey man, you know what the UFC is doing is completely right here. Maybe it's not, but I just think people, if they're going to argue it, I think you need to argue it with the right knowledge, which is not that no money is going to change hands. Not that there's any, whatever. I, I do think the system, could be updated, could be changed, um, but I think a lot of people got the impression that the UFC just said, "All right, Wonder Boy, you're not taking this fight. Kick rocks, man. We'll talk to you in six months or whatever." That's not the case. They're going to make sure that he doesn't lose yeah. money on his training camp. They're going to make sure he gets booked quickly and all those things. And you know, I, again, I'm not trying to say that hey, what the UFC did here is perfect. It's right. It's et cetera, et cetera. You can still argue against it, but I just think if you're going to argue it, make sure that you, you're arguing with the right details. I don't think those were initially reported, so that's why I kind of want to yeah. clear it up a little and, bit. And it's not like Dana didn't have a phone, but it's not like Dana being you know, in another room or even in the next state. I, I forget where he's off at. What is he, Italy he, or yeah, somewhere he Italy, overseas? Yep. He's overseas somewhere. So, I mean, it's time differences, communication. I'm sure that threw a whole wrench. And I mean, it was interesting. We had one guy in the back of the room watching his opponent make weight, and he's like, yeah, it's going to happen. You know, I'm not throwing stones. Like, right. let's take this fight. And so it was so weird. Like we got the the notice that the, the percentage that the fight was on, like Instantly. almost immediately. Instantly. And then the next one was like, "Well, this might go on to later on today." You know, and we're like, "Well, we have the ceremonial." So it's like, I remember us all being at the ceremonial. Was like, have we heard anything? Like, what's about to happen? And then it was just kind of weird that Megan threw the information out there during the QA. Um, but yeah, I mean, it happens. It's going to happen again. Um, it would be nice to see some sort of, you know. I guess, real structure of what that sort of happens. But I see your point too. I mean, if it's incentivized to just immediately say, no, I'm not going to go in there. And then we start losing fights from the card. Then it affects the fans watching it. Yep. I mean, it affects the people that, that come out, you know? Um, and I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky situation, but you know, something does need to happen. If they did rebook them, this is before I forget, would you be mad if it's the same booking or does it need to be a brand new fighter? Oh yeah, it can't be, can't be Michelle. Well, by I the way, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm like I think everybody's kind of pissy about it, and just like it's like you're almost rewarding him, 100%. giving him an immediate rebook. And I'll tell you if, what, if you do it, you know what's funny is, and, and I tweeted about this as well, but man, I thought it was pretty wild. Is that uh, Michelle Pajeda was removed from the welterweight rankings, so he went in that week ranked number 15. And when the new rankings came out this week, um, Kevin Holland was in at 12. Kiesa stayed at 15, and Michelle Pajeda fell out. And I think a lot of people thought 
that Michelle Pajada just got bumped out because he didn't fight, and Kevin Holland jumped in. But the UFC and, and the US, so the, the rankings, you know, I take part of the rankings, and actually the company that I work for uh, owns Combat Registry, the company that uh, that does the rankings. Um, but the UFC is the one that actually maintains who is available in those uh, roster spots, and they actually pulled Michelle Pajada from welterweight excuse me, and moved him to the middleweight division. So um, I guess that, that decision has already been made that, sir, you are no longer going to be trying to compete at 170 pounds. So uh, I don't even think that fight could, could be rebooked. So, I, man, they, they acted on that immediately. And it's like, nope, you're a middleweight now, sir. So I, I found that pretty interesting as well. That's crazy. That's some crazy shit. You want me to share some crazy shit that's just happening? Let's let's hear it. That uh, so right now we got some guys that are there for the Jake Paul Nate Diaz um, uh, open workouts right today. in Dallas. And so then they're and then they're doing scrums. <clears throat> I guess uh, Nate Diaz was walk finally shows up because he was doing his own thing. Was walking over to do the scrum. Then that our boy Schmo, uh, I guess, kind of messed it up because he inter- intercepts them walking over uh to the area and they start talking and i guess he called him nick diaz and nate got pissed and turned around and walked away oh no and and then i guess maybe sort of did a little bit of a half-ass scrum but was such in a pissy mood because he's also not smoking weed so he's kind of pissy and uh but yeah i guess schmo kind of fucked the the whole uh, media day thing tried to do his little thing and then uh i don't think he was trying to joke or if he just literally just fucked up, but it kind of uh, kind of fucked everybody. So I guess now they're going to do a small invite of some reporters to talk with them before the presser, because the uh, the the media day scrum or the open workout scrum got all fucked because uh, Schmo playing games, oh, or no. or he just fucked up. And I like Schmo, so I mean, yeah. but it's kind of shitty when you got these guys with their own agenda stopping a fighter that's on his way walking to a media scrum where everybody's waiting to do your little bits because you're fucking whatever. And then you fuck it up because the guy's already Yikes. in a testy mood. And then he fucking walks away and he fucked, he fucked everybody. Oh so. no. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. it should, should be said, pull back the curtain a little bit. I mean, you actually worked with the schmo on a couple freelance gigs, like before yeah. he was the schmo, right? Dave, when he was, he was Dave. Well, in his, like he was, the schmo was just starting because his name's Dave Schmulinson. But he was Dave when I first met Dave, and he's like, oh, he was talking about his character and how he's working this whole thing, and that it worked for a little bit, and then finally USA Today was like, okay, I, this isn't isn't doing whatever, and then he kind of went off and did his own thing. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, he's been developing this character for a while, and, you know, whatever, and he's and then it works and it works, and he, I mean, he's built himself a brand, but in a situation like this, I mean, this is what happens, and it can happen anywhere, and I'm not trying to pick on the schmo or whatever, because this can happen anywhere where we see. Um, people with their own sort of agenda, you know, like with boxing, you know, you'll see, you know, there could be a set established, something set up, and then reporters are just grabbing fighters and boxers and to do whatever, and then it just drags the whole process down. And that's why I always bitch about how boxing's so uncoordinated and it's just just awkward. And then in boxing, it's kind of dog eat dog. People just grab people and do whatever. So here's an instance where there's a set thing set up. You have all these reporters waiting, and then a reporter grabs the boxer, the fighter, and then ends up pissing the boxer off. Well, the oh, fighter, man. whatever, Poor Schmo, man. and and then Poor... it just kind of fucked it. So well, yeah, he's that... gonna. I'm sure he's gonna catch some heat. That's why it's on well, the ground or be... after the fact. Yeah, that's why I want to be clear. Is just that you're not trying to pick on the guy because uh, no, no, I like the Schmo. I like yeah. I like Dave a lot. I mean, like this is just this 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 uh, mechanism of fight of reporters doing this sort of thing. Almost, I don't want to call it ambush, whatever, because I need to watch the footage to see. But when you're intercepting somebody and doing your own thing. 
and then now you screwed everybody else there. That's kind of that's kind of fucked up. But that's crazy, man. It yeah, happens. And like I said, yeah, it's not it's not just him. It happens all the time. No, but it just unfortunately in this get, case, it happened to be Schmo be the one that did it. Yeah, everybody's you know? trying to get their exclusive content, right? Because I mean, now it's yep. so easy to distribute everything that you know people want unique content and they they want their own stuff. Yeah. And so they don't want the same. I blame polls. boxing. I don't blame Schmo. I blame boxing and their unorganized <laughs> bullshit. All right, let's talk about boxing. I mean, is so ridiculous. So talk to me. How 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 interested are you in Paul Rosillas? Because I. I will say this. I didn't I'm interested to watch the fight. I mean, I, I won't lie. I mean, I want it because I, I like seeing Nate fight. I mean, I think Jake is going to beat Nate. I'll, I'll just take the heat. I'm going to go out there. I just think he's too young. He's too big. Um, he's work, working his ass off. I don't think Nate fucking did a lick of any spe- specialized training for this. I think he's in there collecting a paycheck and he's going to do what he's going to do. But I, I think, I think, uh, uh, I think I think Jake's gonna beat him up. Yeah, I'm afraid. Here, here's a and, and, and look, you know what? I'll just echo your sentence. I'm really concerned. But I would about be so thing. happy if that did not happen. Oh, I know. I would be so super happy. This is... I would love it if Nate just fucking pieced him out and just busts his nose and makes him look ridiculous. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Maybe maybe if it was ten years ago. I'll be ten years ago. Maybe I'm, I'm with you. I will be I will be openly cheering for Nate Diaz, man. I I one hundred percent. But I 100%. I worry a little bit as well that uh you know. That Jake is just going to be too big for him, and like you said, too young, too athletic, too powerful. Uh, I think you know it's it's clear, and I think most people feel the same way. The longer it goes, the better it is for everybody involved. For for us on the Nate Diaz side, <laughs> we want this thing to go as long as possible because you know Nate Diaz ain't going to quit. You know he's going to keep going. Um, but those early rounds are going to be very very tense. Um, here's what I didn't realize until this week, man: is is this fight is on Saturday night? You know, they a lot of the Paul fights I feel like had been on Sundays, which I liked because it was like they weren't going up against other stuff. This is going head to head with. A UFC event that, yes, is um, a fight night event, but it's still going head to head with the UFC and just everything that goes on on a Saturday night. I thought they were doing the Sunday thing again. I, I wonder how that's going to impact uh, pay per view buys. Yeah, and I wonder if that was a ven- uh, venue call um, more than anything else. You know, like what was available in the area and what they could get, as opposed to trying to push it to a to a Sunday or whatever. Um, I wonder if that was like in combination with the people there in uh texas you know trying to figure that out and they figured that the saturday was the best date but also like you said if they were looking at cards i mean they could have easily had it last weekend but i think they were smart to not try to go up against that card so i mean like if you like if you're just looking on the strengths of um you know what card and what main event people are going to be looking at clearly that you know anything with diaz is gonna just you know no offense to to san hagen and font but you know the fact of Nate Diaz getting in there fighting anybody in a combat sports, like, come on. Um, it's going to get more eyeballs. So, but yeah, I'm interested in seeing the fight. Um, uh, but like I said, I'll be <laughs> cheering, hoping, hoping Nate gets some work done. Um, but, you know, like we said before, I mean, uh, you know, I think Nate's living his best life and he's having a good time and he's going to get a ginormous paycheck, but I don't think he's anything outside of his normal training. I mean, the guy trains and he stays in shape, um, but he's also, you know, out having a good time with his friends. And uh, I just, I, can't, I think it's just more of a conclusion. We just got to get through the fight. I just hope it, you know, if anything else, please make it, you know, a decision where we get a lot of good rounds. I don't want to see a, a just a... I don't want to see any early knockout, and I don't want to see just a complete um, drubbing that's just fucking, you know. I don't know how many rounds it. Eight rounds, or did they go to ten rounds? They they switched it to something. I can't remember how many I rounds. I know they, they said they were going to go to ten. I don't know if they actually did made Did they it. not end up going to ten? I thought, I, I, 
I know they said they were going to. Even regardless, whether it's seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, I just hope it's not just like a one-sided uh, where we're just seeing Nate sit there the whole time, like calling him over and then eating shots and then like, no, come back, come back, come back, and then eating more shots. Um, it should be electric. It should be fun. Um, I'm going to hope for the best. I'm going to have my fingers crossed and hope for the best and put whatever lucky charms I can find out around the house and maybe <laughs> sacrifice a few chickens or something <laughs> and do something else. I just don't think my juju is going to be enough to uh, to overcome the MMA curse uh, that is going against all these uh, MMA guys going well, in there in the cage and- with them. Jake does a wonderful job of picking stars that are beyond their prime well that's uh, the part i was gonna say is is they've done a very good job of selecting uh, his opponents along the way and, and again yeah. and i'm not saying that and that's hate, boxing that's, I think boxing. that's how that's boxing 101 right i don't want to make me sound like i hate on jake paul either because as i said from the beginning i really have respect for the uh, the, the way jake paul has has taken training right he's turning himself yeah. into a boxer i mean he isn't yeah. just joking he's doing he's, the work man he's dedicating himself anybody and, that's not giving him credit for doing the work you're just you're just hating right you're just hating and to hate and while you want to and, and what he's doing is a good job because as you said that's the boxing model right like you don't you don't fight a quote-unquote real opponent until you're 15 and 0 at minimum maybe 20 and 0 i mean that you, they build up and you look at boxers records you go to like boxrec.com and you look at it it's crazy you'll see like uh, he debuted against a guy that's 0 and 17. Then you fought a guy that's 1 and 30, and I mean it's it's insane, yeah. right? And he's not doing his opponent that. Has 45 bouts under his thing. Yeah, he's, he lost 44 of them, but but, but he's a 45 he's, fight he's veteran. 45 times. Yeah. If you ever if you ever are watching a boxing event and you hear the ring announcer say this man is a 35 fight veteran, <laughs> yeah, you can count on the fact that he's like 2 and 33. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just not going to announce that. It's so funny. You're right when they use that phrase. That's so. So funny you know what's going on there so uh but but what what jake paul has done is he's followed that model but done it in the most high profile way profitable way possible and so i, I respect him for that man i just i hate that he's picking off quote-unquote our guys like i look at him and guys, like yeah. that's our guys 100 you know? so i'll be cheering yeah, for dude, you gotta give him all the credit man he's he's playing the box he's he's he found the boxing playbook and he is following it to a t and he's making loads of money and you know, but good on him, man. These these fighters, even though they're they're unfortunately, you know, uh, carrying the brunt of the of the badness of these fights, are making great money too. So yep. they're 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 playing the game for the money. They're getting big paychecks. They don't seem to be sad about it after the fact. Um, so good on them. And uh, yeah, I mean, so am I interested in the fight? Yeah, because I mean, shoot, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch Sanhagen fight. I'm excited to see Tatiana Suarez back in yeah. there. But dude, uh, how can you not be excited to see Diaz in there boxing? Um, I just, <laughs> we're so close, we're so close. I just want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. I'm, I'm hearing like he was, he was texting some things like, oh, I'm gonna do a different media or a workout. I'm gonna go do whatever. And it's like, oh, bro, just make sure Saturday you go to the right arena to the fight. Get your gloves on and get in there and throw some hands. Like, please, can we make this happen? I bet. I bet Dana is sitting back, just laughing, going, "Now you know. Now you know what I've been is, dealing with." Oh my <laughs> lord, he is. He's he's chugging some limoncello or something, whatever over there, and some peronis. Uh, and uh, yeah, dude. Uh, all right, just so everybody knows, I believe it's fifty nine ninety nine on pay per view. It's on the zone, but I think it's also on ESPN Plus now. Pay per view could be well. worse. Yeah. 
It could I, be worse. Wasn't, oh, Paul, yeah. wasn't the one last more expensive than that? I think wasn't so. Wasn't the last Jake Paul more I, than that? I thought it was like 80 bucks or I, something. I believe so, man. I think some of them have been more expensive along the way. And listen, you are getting uh, Amanda Serrano versus Heather Hardy uh, in there as well. Uh, Chris Avila versus Jeremy Stevens is in there as well. So a couple more little MMA ties in there also uh, for things Didn't to watch. Did we just see I, that name sounds weird. Didn't Serrano, did Serrano, is she the one who just signed with the PFL? She did, yeah, yeah. She literally was just announced today that she's going to. legit, gonna, yeah, just, yeah, just announced it. That's she's legit. Done, so. um, she's done some MMA already, only like a couple of fights, but she is okay. a legitimate boxer. Like, she is an unbelievably yeah, when good when it boxer. comes to boxing. I remember everybody when like, like, I don't, I'm a shit on, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Heather Hardy, because everybody was like, Heather Hardy, she's a boxing champ, blah, 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 blah. There's levels. Uh, there's levels to that, you know, and Serrano is legit, dude. She is legit. And, you know, at the same, you know, work set, I mean, the mindset of somebody to become a boxing champ and the discipline that she has, and she's got great physicality. I mean, if she focuses and focuses on MMA, she's going to be dangerous. She's going to be dangerous. But, you know, even but for day one, her hands are going to be just incredible because it's, it's different. You know, I, people said now, and I know some um, – I think recently, I think it was Teddy Atlas or maybe it was Freddie Roach or some people, somebody was asked about the level of boxing in MMA and had it been rising. And they just said, yes, it has been rising. It has been getting better. But man, when you're when you're starting to see like legit champs enter into the sport, like it's going to it's going to boost it up because quite a bit because then you're going to get more tape now from the MMA fighters going to see real boxers and how they adapt boxing steps and the and the stances and the way they fight into an MMA sphere, and then I think they'll all learn from it, you know. So it's great. I mean, the more boxers that cross over, the the level of striking, and some of those coaches will eventually will start coming over as well. And I, I imagine that the the striking in MMA is only going to benefit from more boxers entering into the the realm. So just so you know, Amanda Serrano, by the way, if anybody's not familiar, she does have three fights as a mixed martial artist. She's two zero and one. Interestingly enough, two of them are via submission. Her two wins both came via submission. Now, granted, we're talking about entry level competition, but in Talking about resumes, yeah. as a boxer, Amanda Serrano, 44-2-1 with 30 knockouts. So, I mean, she's got pedigree. Heather Hardy, uh, who we're familiar with as well from Bellator, of course, 24-2, uh, and two, but just four knockouts along the way. So, uh, yeah. you know, has been outpointing a lot of us. But you're, you're right, Amanda Serrano is good. I'm, I'm anxious to see what she can do in MMA as well. She's not young. I think she's like 34 at this point, so she's not getting like an early start. Um, but if you've ever seen her in person, she's a phenomenal athlete. So she's in incredible shape. Uh, so I, I think she'll still bring something to the table. So I'm, How about I'm the so blonde good. bomber in boxing? 24. 24. She- oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully she crosses over into some MMA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Right. I worked. I worked those weigh-ins all day long. <laughs> she wears some nice outfits for that stuff. Big fan uh, of hers. Big, you were funny. Hers. <laughs> she is. She is uh, making some waves in social media. Is she not? Yes, she is. I mean, that's the day. That's the that's the day we live in. That's funny. All right, I ain't hating. You touched about it on the USC as well. Um, a fight night event, uh, you know, this is what we do, right? A big pay-per-view, and then you come back with a fight night that, you know, if you're looking up and down the card, you're not going to be as intrigued by. Um, but there are some meaningful matches. Of course, the main event, yeah, Corey Sanhagen. It's Sanhagen a good main versus, card. It's, yeah. a re- it's a really good main card. It's it's uh, Rob Font obviously steps in for Umar Nurmagomedov. I think that was a really, really intriguing fight. This is intriguing in a different way with Rob Font because I thought with Umar we were going to get that big test and see, like, hey, everybody believes this is the guy. You know, he's the next level. We're going to find out. We're not getting that now instead we're getting kind of Corey Sanhagen Rob Font which stylistically should be a hell of a fight right it should just yeah, be a lot of catch fun. weight yeah catch weight. catch weight because of the late notice but both guys that are kind of trying to 
prove that they still belong in that upper echelon, right? They've had some setbacks, but they want to prove. So there's something on the line here, uh, and stylistically, I think it's going to come together and be an, an entertaining matchup, but not as, uh, you know, with Umar, again, we were we were saying, okay, is that dude ready for um, the next level? So I was, I was intrigued yeah. by that. Um, but this will be in Nashville, Tennessee. It will be at Bridgestone Arena, so you will have the full crowd. So if you're one of these people that just bemoans the apex and can't stand the fact that shows are happening there, this will appeal to you. Um, I like yes, Corey Sanhagen. Nashville's a fun-ass town. Nashville's oh, a fun town. Nashville. Nashville's a great town. Great, I, I, great I, food, I, great music. I, I stand in uh, firm disapproval of when people call it Nash Vegas. I think that is the dumbest name I've ever heard oh, in my life. Oh, uh, that's pretty ridiculous. But it is a cool town. It's got a, it's got a lot of fun places to do and good things to do. Uh, I like Corey There Sanhagen. is no other Vegas people. There is no other Vegas. Exactly. Like, this stop. Is Vegas. But Nashville is dope. Nashville is dope. Great music scene. The people, everybody there is always having a good time, but the food's amazing. Um, it's a beautiful area. Um, but, yeah, no. But go away with I'm, that. I'm definitely Team Nashville. Miss definitely me on that Nash Nashville. Vegas stuff. All right. Uh, I like Corey Sanhagen in the fight. Um, is there anything yeah. about Rob Font that stands out to you that you think, like, oh, he's primed? He's got great – he's just tough. He's just, he's just he's super tough. He's got good hands. He's super tough. I mean, I, th- I think if Sanhagen tries to make it just a stand in the middle and, and throw hands, that could be bad because Font really, I think, shines in those moments. I think he needs to be – um, more electric. I think he needs to keep the angles, and I think he needs to eventually try to work the uh, you know different levels and and try to get Font down. I did lean Sanhagen, but Font's Font's legit, man. Um, uh, I know I've doubted him in, in fights before, and he just his toughness and he shows up and he has great hands. He's got a great team behind him. Um, it should be it should be a lot of fun. Somebody's gonna, somebody's going to bleed. Somebody's going to bleed for sure because both these guys are great strikers. Um, I don't know if they if they can use the backhand as much as Connor would like, but. Um, <laughs> Did you watch it? I know we we're gonna eventually get started. You watch that last episode. Oh boy, would not just stop. Use the backhand. The backhand's there, Brad. Brad, I, the backhand. I, I, I was like, oh my god, stop it, Connor. I told stop you, man. It. It's funny every time. It's like you gotta use the rear hand. The rear hand. Uh, That's hilarious. Did you agree with that decision? I'll tell you did what. Did you agree with that? I didn't. I, you know what, man? I did not agree with the decision. I was watching. I my, did not. I, I was like, what are they watching? I, I don't understand it. I, 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 I can't believe it. I, it was a great fight. So much to the point that I actually took a. a a, a, a second to tweet about it on Tuesday to just say, hey, if, even if you haven't been watching this season, watch tonight's episode because this is look, that's a high level fight, man. I mean, yeah, Brad Katona. I responded to that. Valiant? Did you not see my response? Uh, what you say? I, I didn't see. Did you got on Twitter? I just responded. I, I just, respond and just said, yeah, I know. I re- I respond. I was so upset about the decision. I was like, I'm going on Twitter and yell about it. <laughs> I was like, who's gonna put something up? And I saw you put a tweet on there, and I just wrote back and I said, judges got that shit wrong or something like uh, you that. You know what, man? I I thought it was a great fight, but I did. It was I, a great you know, fight. I Great did fight, disagree. I, now, I was having a few frosty beverages as I watched it, but I, I thought for sure Timor Valley should have taken that fight. I almost, I mean, I could, in my mind, I could say that he took all three. I started going back and was thinking, like, was there, was a round, was the first round maybe? Could I say that? That Brad maybe took it. I was like, I know he had some great shots, but I was like, but Teamer was eating him up on the legs and landing good shots. I was like, no, I think, I think I gave him easily the first two. Well, not easily, but. I think going in the third round, I was already well. Teamers already took the first two rounds. It's this is a done deal. He just doesn't got to get knocked out, you know. And then I thought he did fine in the third round. He looked a bit tired, but I thought he still did the better work in the third round. So I was partially thinking, I was like, dude, I think he got all three rounds. I mean, then I started going back. I was like, what two rounds did Brad take? You know, 
I just, I, I, I just, oh, I just was scratching my head. So yeah, I went to Twitter just to bitch about it. That's funny. That's all I do. I go to Twitter to bitch. Nobody reads my shit, anyways. But still, I was like, I found your tweet. I was like, well, I'll, I'll just tag it on to John's tweet, you know, or I, something. Yeah, hopefully we didn't spoil it for anybody that was going to stay and, and maybe watch it later in the week. But yeah, I thought it was a great fight. And um, well, they, it's yeah. When did it happen, Eric? Yeah, you can't you can't do something and wait twenty four hours. We're going to ruin it for you. Of course, sorry. that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah twenty four hours, man. It's it's a come on. Now. Well, by the time they hear this, they'll have they'll have some extra time. So uh, get your watch in right now. I hope not, you're watching not, it right now. You got a couple hours before not, not <laughs> before mention, this comes out. Not to mention the fight actually took place like in March. So <laughs> we, well, you know that's what I was trying to think when we had I was, when did we have the media the tough media day because Brad wasn't beat up at that time. So that fight maybe didn't happen at that point. I know they had some filming, but at that point I was like, okay, they haven't, maybe they hadn't got to the finals yet because he wasn't wearing anything on his face, but I couldn't remember at what point of the year that they happened. But it's funny. Cause I remember watching that media days cause some of the guys did fight. And when I, you know, I was trying to, you, you can't ask them, you know, what's going on. We only can ask them so many questions. But I remember thinking like who I saw that was busted up at that time. I was like, okay, yeah, this dude fought, this guy's fought. <laughs> You're this like, guy's fought. You're like, what kind and of what would have been funny in? at that point, like everybody we saw at that point, since it was earlier in the, the taping, uh, it would have been all prospects. Yeah. Because they were all, I mean, all of them were wearing some sort of shiner, but I think even Jason Knight had something on. I think he had glasses on, so I couldn't quite tell. But some of the pros looked like they had, uh, or the vets looked like they had some of, like they were wearing some stuff, but definitely on the, the prospect side. But now when I think about it, looking back, I was like, oh, that's why, because they were all losing. They were all getting so getting funny. touched up, you know. That's so but. funny. All right, well, so it's a. I guess I'll go ahead and pre-put it out there. I mean, if you watched it, you already saw, but uh, they teased next week is going to be Jason Knight versus Kurt Hullabaugh. Uh, that you already know is going to be a great fight. And, it, and just from those two guys' fighting styles, you know it's going to be a great fight. But they did yeah. show some kind of added, you know, uh, I think I think Dana looks over at Craig Pelligian and said, like, that's the fight of the season right there or something. So, I mean, you Ooh. know, if, if, if that's if that's the case, because I thought this fight was phenomenal as well. Um, and so I, I thought I that they kept adding Dana's partner saying, like, oh, that's a good fight. I don't know. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, they're just justifying the, the robbery. Like, they're just giving B-roll for them to be like, well, clearly the boss thought it was there. I was like, "What are they all watching? They, they gotta what are give, they watching? They got to give Timor a contract, right? Like they have to." Well, you, if if you, yeah, I mean, I would think that you know, just like with contender series, that guys, some of these guys lose. I think they, if they've shown the work, um, Dana will give them a shot. You know, even when he was talking about even Katoni, he was like, "I wasn't really happy with how his first performance, but then he came out better in the second one." Blah blah blah. I think all these this time it's almost like re-auditioning for potential contract stuff to, you know, whether they still have it, whether these prospects were worth bringing in at some point, you know, whether they have a decent enough story, but yeah, I would think Timur for sure. Um, He deserves them because yeah, he got done wrong for sure. I was just, it's weird that, you know, if we would have had been there and say, if we would have had a typical post-fight presser or some sort of post-fight interview, we could have been like, Dana, what were your thoughts on it, really? You know, and, you know, is this the kind of thing that we we reward him after the fact, you know, with something? It would have been interesting to get his take on it and where he saw it, but since it's a TV show, we don't get that, you know? <laughs> so we kind of just got to take it on the chin and yell about it on Twitter, you know, and then move on. <laughs> uh, all right, let's look at the rest of this UFC card, by the way. Uh, really interesting this. Jessica Andrade versus Tatiana Suarez. This, this is on, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm probably more excited about that fight than I am the main event, just because Tatiana looked like surefire championship material until she had that you know devastating injury that kept her out forever. Battled her way back. 
Uh, and now she's getting former champ Jessica Andrade, who's as tough as they come. By the way, the betting odds on this are crazy, man. Tatiana, like a minus 375, minus 400, which I don't necessarily disagree with because yeah. of, of her dominating wrestling style. But yeah. against somebody as tough and as powerful as Jessica Andrade, I, I was like, wow, yeah. wow. That is, that is, that's, a, that's a big number. Man, Tatiana, I think, is going to... Jessica's always fought people that are, for the most part, bigger because she's shorter, but she's always been a little stockier, more filled out, and she just always has that power. But, boy, Tatiana's big. Yes. She is really, really big, and she's really thick, and she's very, very strong and muscular. So, I mean, I think when they get in there to, to face off, I think it's going to be a pretty big discrepancy, and I think that's partially why some of those odds. But um, I did lean Suarez on this one. Um, I thought was really impressed with how she came back and how she looked in her fight. And um, while Jessica's got that power, man, um, I think Tatiana's going to do a decent enough job to kind of just negate that. And she just got to get a hold of her. Yeah. If she gets a hold of her, I mean, that then it's—I don't want to say it's a game over, but um, it's a bad, it's a bad, it's a bad night for anybody that lets uh, Tatiana kind of get her hooks in there and, and get on her back. She's, if she gets her back, it's it's done for. She's so it's good. Done. She's really really it, good. She's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I'll be. I'll be I just remember we were literally—it's so crazy because we were like she. Was, a future champ. We all saw it. We all knew it. It was just her trajectory was going that way. And just so weird how, you know, well, not weird, but after the injury, it was just like we had to kind of forget her because the, the way that the sport's so fast and so many events, time just moves on. Yep. And we kind of knew she was out there on the orbit, you know, kind of healing up and whatever. And now she's back, man. So I think it's just this is one of those wins that depending on how she looks – it's going to be hard to not throw her back in in uh, the mix, and, and you know if she comes out with a big, big performance against a big name, um, I think we have to start hyping her up again, man. I um, agree. I mean, at I one think point, it'll be, right th- it'll be right back there. At one point, everybody was calling her the female Habib. You know what I mean? Female so Habib, pretty, right? Pretty crazy. Uh, it's ridiculous. How cool is that? I mean, I I remember it's funny. Kaplan was like. Isn't that kind of disrespectful? I was like, I'm sure it is, but they're still they're get, they're putting her name up there with the guy that people think is the baddest motherfucker on the planet. You know, I don't <laughs> like, see, I, like I, I, that's kind of cool. Yeah, somebody. Is, I mean, if someone's a basketball player and they're like, dude, she's like the female Michael Jordan. Like, is that person gonna be like, I'm like, how dare you? Couldn't you call him? <laughs> I, I don't know enough female, you know, basketball players. Cheryl but, yeah, that's I fucking Cheryl Jordan, swoops. dude. Yeah, swoops. Uh, Candace Parker. There you go. So you know a couple. Uh, and a couple. I should know that our, the, the the captain for the Aces, she's a badass. I can't remember what her fucking name is, but there you she's go. a fucking stud. I mean, but world, yeah, champion, I mean world champion I was just, Las Vegas just, It was just thought it was silly. I was like, dude, like, I get it. I get it. We, but we don't. I don't know enough wrestling stud females to say she's obviously this because that's her. Yeah. They were just trying to put her against – one of the best MMA fighters and said that this is the, this is the female version of that. Shouldn't complain <laughs> about that. Uh, all right, this is the rest of this card. Dustin Jacoby versus Kenny and Jacoby. Kennedy was funny. He got in uh, to the rankings at number 15, and then Alex Beheta made his debut at 205, and he got kicked out. But now he's fighting number 15. So he was in the rankings for one week, uh, and now he's out, but he's fighting to get back in. Uh, Diego Lopez versus Gavin Tucker should be uh, a, a bananas fight. Tanner Bolger is in there against Alexa Kamer. Obviously, Tanner always comes to bring it. Ignacio Bahamondes versus Ludovic Klein should be a lot of fun. Uh, yep. I'm to- 
I'm brokenhearted at this one. Billy Corantillo versus Damon Jackson, like two dudes that I absolutely love that are like just great guys, and and that's that's gonna be a hell of a scrap. That that's just the one where I hate where one guy has to lose. Uh, so yeah, that'll be a fun one. Uh, Kyler Phillips versus Harry Barcelos could be really good as well. Jeremiah Wells is in there. A little bit of CFSC love against Carlson Harris. Speaking of CFSC love, Dennis Bazukia got the call up this week. Uh, it was funny. I was a actually, tough opponent. That was Sean a Woodson, man. Tough, that's a tough opponent. Hey, <laughs> you want it into the show? You got the show, Here you man. Go. Here you yeah. go. Oh man, Sean Woodson, that that lanky range. I mean, six foot two, seventy eight yeah. inch reach. Uh, pretty wild. It was cool, man. Uh, I, I actually I was at the ABC meetings yesterday, uh, and I was actually uh, had lunch with Danny Rubenstein and a couple other people as well. And I was with Danny when he got the call for uh, for Dennis Mazzucchia to, to take it, and it was so cool to see Danny's reaction. He was like, "Yes, yeah!" Like he was fired up because he, he's you know Dennis Mazzucchia, a guy that looks like he should have been in a long time ago. To be honest, one of those weird ones that you're just like, "Why isn't he in already?" Um, and, but it was cool to see Danny's yeah. excitement. He's still relatively young. He's 25 years old. So, yeah, I mean, he's still got time. That's not too bad. Not he too looked, bad. He looked so good uh, when he fought for us at CFSC. But I, I don't know. It was cool to me because, you know, as many clients as some of these guys have and as fast as this thing is working and as, uh, you know, they got a whole bunch of things going, to see his, like, real enthusiasm, like, real yeah. joy – that it got done, it was, I, I don't know, man, it just, it, it was a good moment, you know what I mean, like, hey, this isn't all just a business and get somebody in, like, he was genuinely, like, super excited to be like, yeah, we got That's him awesome. in, we got him in. What's his, what's his thing, Ruby Ruby Entertainment? Yeah, Ruby Ruby Sports Entertainment. Ruby Sports Entertainment? Yeah. Yeah, Ruby's a good dude, man. He is uh, it's a good, good dude. There's some, there's some really good ones out there, I mean, it's funny, because I, I know we've seen fighters, you know, at, at times make the, the distinction to say, all right, I'm going to go away from a manager, I don't, I don't find that it's necessary. Um, you know, they want to do the bookings, they want to kind of handle it, and they want to keep that little bit of money. But it's it's nice seeing the ones that are out there that are really, really good at it and do care about the guys, and they have those connections. I mean, Ruby, I mean, when it came – I remember when I first met him, it was because he was like Shelby's, like, boy. Shelby's, like, best friend or something. So it was like – I remember, like, I was like, who's this guy always here at the events or whatever? It's like, but that's part of what some of the managers have is these connections and stuff. But it's cool to see that even outside of someone that actually cares about the people that are there, they're actually investing in it. They're training with them. They're sweating with them. You know, they're getting banged up with them. And then, you know, sharing the joys with them. So, yeah, it's cool. I mean, so that doesn't surprise me when you say that. We got excited because Rube, I think, is he's shown himself to be one of the good ones out there for sure. So I agree. I agree. It's good cool on him. Uh, all right, listen, uh, just so you know, a busy weekend this weekend. Uh, one championship is back on Friday night, and they're actually – it's one of their Amazon Prime video shows, so you can watch it in prime time on Friday yeah. night. It's a lot of it's a lot of kickboxing and grappling, so so some people might not be excited about the headliners, but uh, they're good. Uh, featherweight kickboxing world title in the main event, Chinga Salasov versus Marat Gregorian. I love the co-main event. I know a lot of people don't like the submission grappling, uh, but Mikey Musumeki is legit one of the best grapplers in the world. You just uh, killing these names, dog. Oh, I Look love at it. You. I love it. Just but, crushing but, these names. But he's going against Jared Brooks, who Jared Brooks, the monkey god who fought in the UFC, who's yeah. the strawweight MMA yeah. champ. He's actually going over uh, to compete in grappling. So um, I, it's it's an uphill battle for Jared Brooks. Uh, but yeah, that's he, a tough one. He had an amazing quote. He's like, hey, he thinks this is a jiu-jitsu match. Like, I'm making this a fight. Like, I'm going to bring an MMA mindset to it. But, but I, like it. I know. He likes to talk some trash. I love it. But it, it's a tough like one. But it. let me just – now, so I, I, that's why some people may go, oh, I don't even know who the hell you're talking about, John. I mean, I, okay, cool, tell me. But, but I'm telling you, those are worth watching. But now let me bring you back in for the MMA fans. 
John Lineker is on the card. I mean, what else do I even mm-hmm. need to tell you? If John Lineker yep. is on the card, you're going to want to watch that, right? I mean, he's definitely worth checking out. And you've got some insanity at uh, at heavyweight. You've got Marcus Bouchesha Almeida, who is a, a, a legit grappling legend. Like, I mean, an uncountable number of world jiu-jitsu titles. But he's facing Rug Rug, the Senegalese wrestler. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean – I mean, bro, that is that is Japanese freak show fight written all over. Two big boys going at it. That's that's pride era greatness right there. So uh, definitely, definitely worth checking that out on Amazon. Everybody's got Amazon Prime, right? Like, I mean, there's no there's no way you don't. Have if you it. don't, I'm like, what you you pay for delivery? You're like, what? Like, who doesn't have Prime at this point? Exactly. That is not. A, that's not an advertisement. But adver- uh, Amazon, if you're listening to this, we will take your money. Yeah, I would take absolutely. Free Prime. I mean, I know people. Th- I know there are people that hate Amazon as a company, but I mean, let's be honest. You got to have it to survive. They do good shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. They so that's Friday. Now you got to go split screen action on Friday night, though. I'm actually, and I'm leaving late tomorrow night, so I'm just swooping in for uh, for fight night, and then and then coming back. But the PFL playoffs are getting underway. And oh, uh, yes, yep. yes. those will actually be in San Antonio. Uh, it's on ESPN, ESPN Plus, the main event. Bubba Jenkins versus Jesus Pinedo. You do have Josh Silvera, Conan Silvera's son, uh, is in the semifinals as well. I know yep, we're fond yep. of uh, him. No, nothing against Ty Flores, but it's just we've known no, no, Conan sorry, for a Ty. long time. You know, and just sorry, Ty. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I hope you have a great. I hope you have a great fight, but you know, just don't lose too bad. You know? Just sorry, sorry. Uh, Impikasangani is in there against Martin Hamlet. I know a lot of people are fans of Impikasangani and uh, Chris Wade yep. against Gabriel Braga. Uh, Chris Wade and Bubba Jenkins is probably the best rivalry in the PFL, at least in my mind right now. And there's a possibility that they could both win and meet in the finals, and it would be a trilogy fight between each other. They absolutely hate each other's guts. And uh, at media day this week, it was funny because Chris Wade was like, uh, you know, I don't really care. I don't care if I fight the guy or not. Like, I don't like him, so whatever. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> and then Yeah, he does. Meanwhile. Stop bu- lying, Chris. <laughs> bu- Bubba Jenkins was, A, calling him uh, Karen Wade, and then was oh. just g- going off on him, like, just saying, oh, I definitely want to fight him in the finals. Like, I want to beat his ass. Like, I want Bubba to. living in his head. Oh, He's so- living in Wade's head. Wade totally wants that fight. Yeah. He's 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 trying to you know put a good face and say that he's not in his head, but yeah, he wants that fight. I, I think he's trying to manage those emotions, guys. Legit, right? like, do not like each other. They legit do not like hate each other. Each other. Hate each other. And so I, I think, I uh, like you said, I think it's uh, I think it's an, a deal where Chris A just doesn't like talking about it, and B I think he's probably just trying to manage emotions and make sure he doesn't lose yeah. sight because he's he got another fight. He's right. got a, he's got a, he's got another opponent in front of him. It's smart. It's smart. It's smart. Dana would yell at us for even talking about it with this happening in the same fight week. You know, he's like, come what? on, guys. Stop. Why are you asking about that, guys? Why are you even asking about that? That's just stupid. <laughs> stupid. Out here trying to start shit. What the fuck? That's God, so stupid. true. Why does stupid Dana, media. Dana picks and chooses when it's okay to talk <laughs> about does. the future? Like, when it's okay to – you know you know, we don't make matchups. Oh, yeah. Th- no, definitely. No, that's who he's fighting. Yeah. That's who he's fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. I, uh, in this, uh, I'm trying to think um, – there was a video somewhere. Look it up. Um, but um, Bader was interviewed with somebody recently, and he was talking about how some of that shit did come out afterwards, like some of the fight stuff. So they definitely did some creative not showing of like 
Bader's fights and like rough stuff that happened oh. on that episode or whatever. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. But he didn't really allude to it too much. But he was like, "Oh yeah, shit, shit was popping off and blah blah blah." But That's you what don't I see any of it. I, keep, so, I was I like, keep "Dude, hearing. it's why would you not show that? I've heard. Why from, would you not show that? I've heard from multiple people. They were like, "Bro, it was it was intense. Like there was stuff going on." But I've never heard exactly like what exactly happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. thought we get to see the tape. It's so crazy. I'm like, you want to have some good ratings. Like, how about show the fight stuff? That remember that that stuff that all the stuff that always popped off in the houses resurfaced over and over and promos and all the other shit. But now yep. you have some stuff that happens and it just happens to be with guys that are no longer in your employ. But now it's like crickets. You don't want to show anything. I'm like, what is going on? What I wonder. On? I wonder what. I wonder if we go back and revisit the people that we've talked to, including Bader after everything is aired like i wonder if they're a little hesitant to say anything just because like you know in the i feel like the, the, the yes that probably makes more sense because the show's still ongoing that probably makes sense maybe after it's over i we'll think get you're the right. full story of like okay here's I what happened because right. everybody just keeps saying like everybody i talked to is like dude it was crazy and then they just kind of leave it at that so uh yeah. maybe they're waiting i think you're right over. i think you're right so let, well, let's be good and let's remember to not ask them until the show's done <laughs> and, and then then, and done, then let's ask them let's not get them in it. trouble Let's not get him in trouble because, yeah, I would love to find out what really happened because we were hearing things nonstop. And then I remember how many episodes watching just like, yes, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. And we never got the payoff. And I'm just like, I'm still grumpy about it. (laughs) So, yeah, I want to hear the stories. I want to hear the stories. That's great, man. All right. Well, listen. uh, All right. Time for me to head out to my uh, kids jujitsu. So a lot of a lot of MMA this weekend, some boxing as well. But the uh, the MMA ties. Uh, you're going to enjoy uh, enjoy it all from home here in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, I be, I'm loving it. I'm gonna, I'm going to soak it up. But yeah, I love it, man. I love I love this. So we're going to have multiple stuff on Fridays, f- multiple stuff on Saturdays, and I get to do it all from my couch. I'm fucking over over the moon excited about <laughs> this weekend. I love it. I'm literally I love being able to just sit on my couch and and watch it. It's it's awesome. And for this, I'm just remote, just like assist. Do I? Even, yeah, I'm still like supposed to help, but whatever. I we're not being there. The not, we don't have anybody in Nashville. Like this is gonna be even easier. Uh, I'm literally. I'm, I'm. I might have a beer too. What? I'm a really bad influence. Maybe, I have ruined. Maybe <laughs> I've ruined you for a good two weeks now. You're like, well, we're just kind of back in the swing of things. I know. I did get out. I did get out and walk today. This morning, I felt good because it was a little bit. It was a little bit cooler. Uh, so I got out and walked. Did my got my steps and got my four and a half miles in this morning. Waved at a couple trains. They didn't. I didn't get the the train honk. I, I'm, <laughs> You're such I didn't. A I, kid. I didn't. I had my shirt on today, so maybe they didn't like me as much because I didn't have my shirt off. You know, but uh, <laughs> You're such a little kid, dude. I've got. I've got one. Up. I've got one train. One train. And I was like, yes, because you know when they do that, anybody within miles can hear that noise, and I'm just like, yes. Oh, that's hilarious. But it's so cool. That's too funny. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, I'll let you enjoy all that. Uh, shout out to the legend, Thomas Gerbasi, who... Uh, oh, yes. Thank re- you, Tom. Re-upped supporting us over at patreon.com slash the Coming in at the show. star level. Man. Superstar level. Absolute legend in the combat sports game. And to know that he's uh, supporting us means everything in the world. So if you would like to support us, we'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, and you can help us out over there. you get the exclusive access to the NF episodes, which I'll be <laughs> doing this week as well. And you might get some of this anti-harassment video acting me 20 years ago. <laughs> 
can't wait to see the acting chops of a 20-year-old. It's so younger. bad. It's so bad. Oh, man. I love there was it. a reason I, I started doing the technical side of theater and was switching to, like, lighting <laughs> design and stuff. So, And if you, if you want to see me... Uh, if you want to see my acting debut on film, there is a movie out there called uh, Johnny Appleweed, and I was Curtis, the drug dealer. I have a small, small little bit in that. And if you don't believe me, go search me on IMDb. You were not IMDb, in a movie motherfuckers. called Johnny Appleweed. Johnny Appleweed. <laughs> I mean, what is it? What is the distribution of said film um, here? Eh, I mean, if you, I think you can find it online somewhere. That's about it, where it's being distributed. <laughs> How am I still just learning stuff about you at this point? Well, you know, there's some, there's plenty of embarrassing moments of my past I keep to myself until I somehow let them out of the bag. But oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Johnny Appleweed, y'all. <laughs> Johnny Appleweed. Oh, that's definitely going in the show description right there. Yeah, there you go. Oh, good shit. Awesome. All right, well, yeah, let's well, enjoy jujitsu. Off the kids. Jiu-jitsu. Enjoy your jujitsu and stuff. Uh, hope is Eli still? You still roll with him? You still giving him some rolling time? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not out there rolling, but he's on the mats. Oh. Yeah, well, I didn't know if you like at home if you're like, here, let's let's try let's try that move, son, that nah. I saw you working on. I think we could work on that Kimura a little bit. He'd I try fuck to, you up, wouldn't he? He'd I try to. Uh, I, I try to not be like I don't want to be like that combat sports parent or whatever that's like you know you should be doing. Yeah. I just like just go do your jujitsu and and I try not to be the. There's there's some super competitive like. Yeah. living vicariously through their kid kind of folks Yeah, I was going to say, that's what's kind of fun of it, that, you know, you're being supportive, but you're letting him, you're letting him you know, steer where his that's it. his uh, his his likes are. And it's cool because he's, he's, he's doing multiple shit, you know, which is kind of cool because he's not putting all of his effort in one thing either. You know, he's keeping it fun. He's he's doing soccer. Yep. He's doing jujitsu. He's doing, I don't know, BMX bike trading. I don't know. He's He's got so many fucking hobbies. I don't even know what all that your got, kid's doing. Got, got him playing some golf. That's pretty cool. uh, you know, golf's always good. Golf, that's the other one. Get some yeah, business golf. deals done on the golf course. Uh, he just got his... <laughs> He just got his school schedule done. He's going to be uh, taking a guitar class this year, which I'm really pretty awesome. excited about. At yeah. school? Yeah, it's a they like teach a, that at school. I guess like a, I think they call it like a. It's not a charter school, but I can't remember what they call it. But yeah, they have a they have a, a class in there that's uh that's guitar. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's like, I love to and like I mean I did uh, like band with school from like sixth grade up until like my sophomore year and i loved it but you know and i know at some places they have like jazz band and other stuff so yeah any musical shit that's awesome man um yeah that's good shit i love i I hope they keep arts in the school i know some people are like oh it's you know oh no don't do it i'm like dude we need arts we need arts arts we need creative people and we need you know it can't just be all math and bullshit how else would you get jazz hands Dude, right, right. <laughs> you guys can't, you guys can't see them, but can you feel that? Are your, are your ears getting warm right now? Feel the energy I'm, from uh, the jazz, jazz, right here. They're surrounding the jazz. mic. Just feel that shit all up in your head. <laughs> all right, <laughs> go have some frosty beverages with your friend. Have a good time. And for everybody else, thanks for listening. <laughs>